This podcast is sponsored by YMC Real Estate Group, offering a tailor-made service, versatility and expertise for all your real estate needs. Are you thinking about selling, buying, investing or having your properties managed? For more information, check our website, www.yycrealestategroup.com. We are passionate about real estate and we love to support local businesses. We hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Cheers. All right, guys, welcome to Behind the Business. I believe this is episode, I don't know what it is, 38 or something. Yeah. 38. It's been, uh, it's been like a month and a half for us since we've been doing a podcast. I know. You know, life happened. We had to postpone this one twice. We had to postpone it twice. And uh, yeah, it's good to be back on. So <laughs> welcome, guys. Thank you. Welcome. Today we got uh, Alex Jeppa. Alex Jeppa, soul architect. Mm-hmm. Um, empower your soul. Empower your soul. <laughs> and uh, this is the first time meeting Alex, and I kind of feel your your good energy. Thank yeah, you. Really yeah, good. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, that's actually how I felt when I first met you as well, too, when uh, we, we met with your Jay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's when you came in, you, you're you're a big guy. How tall are you? Six six and a half. Six six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, this this guy's pretty big. But you you got this uh, warm, friendly energy. I would say. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. What about me? No energy. Both, no, no. no. <laughs> both, both of you have excellent energy, and I remember meeting David what two three months ago, whenever yeah. it was, and we connected. We bonded right away. For sure. That's oh. that's one thing I always talk about, right? In any relationship, energy doesn't lie. Yeah. Mm. You can do something, you can say something at the end of the day, you it's what you feel inside. Yeah. So it doesn't lie. We bonded over some groomins. Groomins, uh yeah, chopped liver and bagels. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us, Alex, in your words, because I think we were trying to figure this out. Yes. Um, your soul architect, as you wanted to be uh called, but what exactly uh, do you do um, as as your business? And I know we're going to dive into relationships and everything, but you know, give the audience kind of what you do uh, and like how you got into that. I appreciate that. Um, a few years back, um, right before my separation, I, uh, I I I I opened up a website and I just said Alex Jeppa Relationship Coach. Mm. And I started working with a few individuals in Calgary, men, women, as well as couples. And it's something that I've always wanted to do. My gift is, has always been warmth and compassion and sensitivity and meeting people where they're at, whether they're five years old, 10 years old, 15, 30, 40, 50, 80, whether they're struggling with lack of self-love or they're struggling within a relationship between them and their parents, Mm -hmm. a sibling, perhaps a coworker, themselves, a lover. And I take my experiences and I help people connect with their true, authentic selves. Oftentimes, we're not mindful of who we are and we don't connect our soul to the universe. Mm -hmm. And we get inside our heads And we think that things should be a certain way because somebody said something to us at a certain point in our lives or something did, did, someone did something to us that made us feel like we weren't adequate, we weren't whole, we weren't enough. And what I do is I get people to understand that not only are they amazing, but everything is happening for them. And it's about giving them a new lens, a different lens, a perspective where they can feel good about waking up in the morning and going to sleep at night. Mm. 
that sounds really amazing actually <laughs> and like uh what you're saying about being your true authentic self like we're all about that right like i think it's different when you uh you're growing up as a kid you're trying to figure out who you are but as you get older you kind of figure out who you actually are and then it just kind of becomes more concrete and like you're not thinking about impressing people you just you just are who you are 100% yeah before we get into this whole spiel, which is like, I love topic like this topic, why, why don't you um, share a little bit about your background, sure. where you grew up, um, and then how you got into this business, and what made you, what were you doing before, and then how did you kind of decide, um, you know, personal development or, you know, soul architect, sure. how did you, what happened in your life for you to Make the switch. Yeah, make the switch and start doing this type of business. Because this this business is, I, I think, is a little hard. Um, and it's not a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't get, like think to get into it and, you know, be a, you know, I guess kind of like a life coach in, in life. easy. Life in relation e coach. Life yes. relation coach, yeah. coach yes. in easy terms, right? Yeah. So how, how did it all, how did you get into all of that? So I appreciate that. So a little bit about me. Mm -hmm. um, I am 47 years old. I was born in Copacabana, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Wow. When I was six years old, I moved to Sacramento, California and spent 10 years there. Mm -hmm. At age 15, I moved to North Vancouver with my parents, of course, and resided there until I was 20. Being brought up Jewish, I always felt a little bit different. I said, you know what? I want to get to know Israel. Let's mm -hmm. see. Who, who is this person? Who am I? Mm -hmm. So from age 20 to 22, I spent two years in Israel. And I came back to Calgary uh, to study psychology at the University of Calgary when I was 22. And now I'm 47. So I've been here for 25 years. I have three beautiful, amazing, incredible daughters that I'm very, very close with. Uh, an absolutely excellent ex-wife. She's amazing. I speak uh, three languages, Portuguese, Hebrew, and English. Nice. What happened with me was at the age of 27, 28, I started a business where I was retailing and wholesaling uh, beauty products, um, toys, all these demo products that you've seen in the shopping centers. So I used to do trade shows. I used to have a bunch of booths in malls all over Canada for many, many years. What happened with me was I always wanted to get back into psychology. I always wanted to help and to connect with people. And me waking up in the morning and seeing people around me happy is something that I've always wanted and, and loved. I remember my sister and some other family members and friends used to, you know, critique me and go, why, why do you care so much how they feel? Why do you, why do you, why do you love people so much? I said, I, it's just the way I am. I was like that since birth. Things happened in the course of my life where I kind of suppressed that feeling. I put it away because being a really tall man and being Jewish <laughs> and coming from this kind of environment where you have to be this successful businessman and you have to be tough and all that, that's the essence of who I am is compassion. The essence of who I am is sensitivity. And throughout my separation about six years ago, five five and a half, six years ago, I began to really connect with myself. And I did so much inner work that I realized, wait a minute here. I don't know where I came from. None of us do. We don't know where we're going. We don't know how long we're going to be here. You might as well live your truth, do what you love doing, help a bunch of people while you're doing it and live a fulfilled life. So I got into it about uh, six years ago. Mm. 
And I've been doing it for many, many, many years in terms of, you know, coaching and helping salespeople become their best selves on the kiosk, in the trade shows, because I did a lot of direct sales. But as someone that helps people within the relationship between themselves and others or between themselves and themselves, that started about six years ago. Hmm. Sweet. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Did you, like, was this just from experience when you were in your own relationships? How did you figure out how relationships work and how to start teaching people about relationships? That's an absolutely great question. So I did a lot of reading, um, mm. you know, anywhere from Deepak Chopra to Wayne Dyer to Louis Hay to Eckhart Tolle. I love Oprah. Eckhart um, Tolle is a power, power of now. Yeah, the power awesome of book. now. Yeah. So he talks about the moment yeah. and yeah. a little bit of a, about, you know, consciousness and, uh, and the universe and connecting the soul and all that. But what happened with me was um, I... I knew, I knew at, at the moment of my deepest pain and going through the most suffering, mm. I realized why things happened the way they happened. And it wasn't because of anything or anyone. It was because of me. And what's interesting is, is even though I did suffer from a lot of emotional and physical abuse from my father, it taught me a lot about A, the reason why this happened to you is for you to be in a position to help others mm. because I'm looking at it from a universe to my soul perspective and not just ego-based. Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening? Well, it's happening for you because of you for you to help other people. So I realized through my relationships, through my separation, through my girlfriends before marriage and through the dating world after, I... I accumulated so many experiences and I went from such a strong level of lack of self-love, zero, inexistent. And my confidence was up and down, up and down. That one day through so much inner work, I became so confident and so self-loving. I'm like, wait a minute. If I can go from here to here, help others, help others get there. And I know how to do it. So that's why I decided to, to start, you know, speaking to people in different ages, both men and women, couples. And that's, that's kind of how we got started. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like um, a, a transition into a completely new business that it sounds like you figured out as your journey went in life, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah. And uh, and one of my favorite quotes that I coined yeah. maybe a year ago, two years ago, I don't even remember. Yeah. It's honest communication is the catalyst to any healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, the way we vibrate and the way we emanate our true essence comes from our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And many, many for many, many years, I wasn't honest with myself. I suppressed the real me. I didn't really know who I was. I didn't know it was okay to think and feel any way I want to think and feel. Mm -hmm. And when that, when, when I started becoming fully honest with myself, I said, wait a minute here. This is who I am and this is what I'm going to do, not because I want to or need to. It's that's what God wants me to do. We all, we all have gifts. We all have talents. It's about tapping into it and going, okay. I need to do this and make myself in the world a better place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I feel like our, 
our life is essentially like your accumulation of your thoughts. Like whatever you think is what exists. So like, if you think it's a shitty day today, it's going to be a shitty day, you know, like, or if it's going to be an awesome day today, like it's all about mindset. And uh, I love that. I feel like a lot of people don't see that because they don't see like the power in themselves or they don't want to accept the responsibility of themselves to take that lead in their life. So they would rather just blame it on somebody else. And um, I feel like that's just the easy way out for people, you know, and that's, I feel like how a lot of people live. They're not willing to take action uh, and, and make the changes in their life to, to live a, uh, a fulfilling life. And um, like, I feel like people need that push or like be around people that are, are open-minded and, and have a good mindset in order to start seeing outside that box. I love it. I love what you said. I, th I think the biggest thing is though, you, you gotta have a willingness to, to look at yourself, to, to want to change. Mm -hmm. So for me, a big, like, I don't know, when I realized this 15 years ago, being responsible for yourself, like you said, versus like being a victim, right? You're responsible and you're accepting that everything happens for you, mm -hmm. right? You know, for people that are being a victim and not taking responsibility and not being able to see the truth within themselves, what would you recommend or how do you get them to see that, I'll, I'll I'll put it like this: There's many different ways, but yeah. obviously mindfulness is is at the you know paramount the forefront. I would ask someone, "How do you want to live? You know, do you want to live in love, which is only one of two emotions? Do you want to live in love, or do you want to live in fear? Mm -hmm. Living in love is honesty, it's growth, it's self reflection, it's connecting to your family, it's being honest, it's it's it, living in fear is hiding, it's jealousy." It's evading. It doesn't feel good. So most people live in fear. Well, when you live in love, you are allowed to ask people questions. You're allowed to ask yourself questions. I often ask people, did you know that this was available to you? Many, many years ago, I suffered from migraines. A lot of people may think that what I'm about to say is crazy, but I think it's brilliant. The fact that I don't have a migraine anymore or the fact that I don't have a migraine today, that that very point right there is enough for me to wake up in the morning, mm -hmm. thank the higher power, the universe, the source, however you want to define it, and say this is going to be the best day of my life. There's no pain. Mm -hmm. If I'm not living in pain with the migraine, what is available to me? Well, instead of pain and suffering, what's available? Happiness, gratitude, love. And when you vibrate from that foundation and you base everything from those thoughts, obviously you're gonna have the best day of your life. Mm -hmm. So you can take any little thing and make it beautiful. And what people don't understand is they can continue blaming, they can continue playing victim, but it's not serving them. Mm -hmm. The moment they get real, the moment they look in the mirror, the moment they become self-aware and understand that whether they know it or not, they created every single thing in their life today. Hmm. I can blame my father. I can blame my ex. I can blame this. I can blame that. But the reality is, it's me. That's the reality. Mm -hmm. They say everywhere you go, there you are. <laughs> I love it. Right? So when you see people... You know, and th I did this too. You you change cities. You try to escape your yourself because you think it's everyone else. But 
you know, yeah. everywhere you go, there you are. And I think um, I totally agree with you. It's it's um, being aware that you are the cause and effect of everything. Mm. But I think it's very hard for people to see that. Yeah, very hard. And I think that's maybe what you step into. Mm. Where, where for yeah, sure. Yeah. And 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 you know, in the last several months, specifically, you know, particularly in the last two months, I can't begin to tell you. How many people reach out to me on Facebook, mm -hmm. whether we text or whether we talk on the phone, messenger, email, what they tell me is you don't understand, Alex. Mm. And I used to talk like that too. You don't understand this person, this, this person, that. Well, they're participating in that relationship mm. until they block and detach. No, 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 you don't understand. My mom this, my dad this, my sister, my neighbor. No, you don't understand. I said, no, I understand. I understand that people are behaving exactly like they're supposed to. And it's not your business how they behave. Yeah. You can either form a relationship with them or you can detach from them. How do you want to be? Mm. Again, do you want to live in love or do you want to live in fear? Yeah. If you're living in fear, believe me, it's stemming from your own soul and your own mind. Mm -hmm. It is not coming from the external world. Yeah. It just isn't. I agree. Cause like, that's how I kind of felt about like my mom. Like, like I felt like a lot of the root of my problems was like my mom issue, but it's like at the end of the day, um, like a parent only can teach you what they know. Right. And like, if they don't have that same mindset of you, it's, it's not their fault, but you can change your mindset of them. Right. And like when you, when I just kind of, I stopped. So what happened was I was like living in the past and like, I always thought like, Oh, our relationship will never get any better. And like, uh, like things would just essentially be like in a vicious cycle. Like she was treating me a certain way, then I'd react a certain way. Like, and it would just be like the same thing from the past. So what I had to do was I had to figure out how I wanted it to be in the future and how I wanted to live in the future in that relationship with her. So I started changing how I was being to create that future. I love it. Yeah. I love that. And, and I shock people sometimes when I tell them this, and this is, this is why honest communication uh, is so important. A few years back when I separated, things weren't good. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you why they weren't good because I behaved like an animal. <laughs> And after a couple of years of my separation, when I started showing my ex-wife, who is an excellent mother and an excellent person, just not good for my soul, we're just not meant to be. When I started showing her so much love and respect in our dialogue, in the way we co-parent, and she can really feel it and see what I'm saying and doing, she stepped up and she gave me love and respect. So I'm like, what, what have you been doing for so many years? Mm -hmm. Well... You're the one that's, you know, being antagonistic. You're the one that's being combative. You're the one that's creating this. You're the one that's creating that. If we wake up in the morning and we tell ourselves, what do I want this day to look like? At In the beginning, when I started doing that, which wasn't too long ago, by the way, that's scary. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't know who we are and we don't know where we're going, we don't know what we want, we don't know what our essence is. Mm -hmm. It's scary. So instead of us telling our parents and our friends and our family members and our acquaintances, I'm scared, I need help, we suppress it and we keep it really, really suppressed underneath and it doesn't come out for years until it does come out in a divorce, in a separation, in, you know, parents not speaking to their kids the way they should. 
whatever, but it, it will eventually come out. But if you're honest, it'll always come out positive. If you're um, dishonest, it will always blow up in your face. Always. Interesting. You know, from what you said, I kind of, I don't know why, what came to my mind, but ego came to my mind where why I, I, I've, I used to have a big ego and I, and I, how, how do you uncover that ego? Cause I feel like a, a lot of people have that ego where they don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't want, they, they don't want to look bad. They, they always want to look good. Yeah. H- how would you say for some people like that they, they don't even know that they're in that egotistical mindset. It's, it's, it's a really good question. Um, I would, I mean, I would have a dialogue with them and, and, mm-hmm. and bring, you know, so many key points to fruition, but it's really about them becoming mindful and being self-aware. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has a very big ego, you know, they, they are living, they are living a life that is based on fear. So there are so many things about their thoughts and the way they're vibrating that they subconsciously or consciously are hiding and they don't want anyone to know. Mm. So if you're, you know, happy for other people and you're calm and you, let's say you're successful in business and you have a lot of wealth, right? Not only within, but in the bank, you're not going to see and here, these particular people that are evolved and healed and self-loving, you won't see them flaunt it. You won't see them talk about themselves. You won't see them, you know, uh, do crazy things. You're going to see them give money. You're going to see them hug people. You're going to see the way they talk and the way they connect and the way they kind of bring their their family and friends together. You know, I can think of one person that I've, you know, researched, LeBron James. I mean, this is a, this is an incredible man. This is an incredible soul. This is an individual that has a lot of money that works his ass off every single day. But when you hear his teammates and you hear the community and you hear fans and you hear his family talk about him, this guy's incredible. This is a true individual. This is a beautiful soul. Mm. Just one example of many. Yeah, back to what you're saying. I feel like it's like you get what you give, like what you what you put into the universe is what you get back, right? So like, um, like the more giving you are, the more like uh, like being of service. I feel like to people or friends or or a family, like you get that back, right? It, it doesn't take anything away from you from giving, like for sure, yeah, for sure. You also said awareness, you know, becoming aware of yourself and. Um, I feel like that comes a lot on this podcast with like a lot of people. They yeah. they talk about becoming more aware. Okay, what would you say or what would you recommend for someone to do to become more aware of themselves to think? Because I, I think awareness. I didn't really grasp this till like maybe five six years ago. Also, so does it come with age or education? Like I know education has definitely excelled, you know, my thoughts and my awareness, but for a typical person that doesn't want to read or, or like want to improve themselves, how do they become more aware? For example, someone listening to this right now that thinks they are, how would you, how would you say, you know, become more aware of yourself? Cause I think that's a very, actually a very hard thing to do. Yeah. 
No, for sure. Uh, for, first of all, I was going to say that one of the most important things um, people can do is to work on themselves via reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people, you know, kind of stay away from books, but, you know, any questions that you have, it is so easy nowadays to kind of start, you know, letting it all unfold. You know, you can, you know, everybody has a phone or everybody has a computer or you can borrow a friend's and you can Google a question. You know, what is self-awareness? What is self-recognition? What is self-compassion? Compassion. Why don't I have self-compassion? How long does it take for self-compassion to come to fruition within? So <laughs> yeah. what I, what I yeah. tell people is, yes, reading is extremely important. And believe it or not, one of the most important things you can do after being honest with yourself is exercise. Because mm-hmm. when you exercise for 30 to 30 minutes to an hour a day, like this morning, for example, at six in the morning, I, I had a swim. Mm-hmm. Well, while I'm swimming, I'm not only meditating, but after I swim and I'm showering, I'm feeling creative. I'm feeling alive. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling connected to source energy. I'm feeling like I want to call my sister and say hello. I want to call my brother-in-law, my brother, my mom, a close family friend, you know, you want to connect and you feel good about who you are. Therefore, you want to connect with other souls. If you're not exercising and you're not reading and you're not, you know, growing and expanding your business or feeling good about your job or anything, what you're doing is you're constricting if you're not expanding. So if you're constricting your mindset, if you're constricting your ability to, you know, exercise daily and feel good about who you are to bring mind, body and soul in alignment, you're going to feel like garbage. Mm. And when you feel like garbage, you want to do garbage. Mm. So what you said earlier is brilliant. Mm. You have to give to get. Mm. You want to give to get. And that's how life works because it's all energy. Yeah. That's actually funny that you mentioned that because um, like when I was sick, like I don't know if anyone knows, but I had COVID like a month ago. And like one of my things that I wanted to do was to wake up earlier and to go kayaking in the Glenmore Reservoir. Uh, just to have like some time for myself to be on the water to kind of connect with myself and then um, I can start my day and, and and like be positive in the business but once I got sick and I was just like bedridden I didn't even want to talk to anybody like I didn't want to like talk to anybody just laying in bed like very limited conversations people are like hey like why are you ghosting me or like I haven't heard from you in a while and I'm like I had to tell them like I- I'm sick right so that, that kind of scared me. You were definitely MIA. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, wow, D- Dave must be really sick. He's not. Yeah. Like, for yeah. 10 days, I was, like, bedridden, couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. Like, it was pretty bad. So, I was like, it re- really made me, like, uh, conscious of my health. Like, I was, because mm-hmm. I'm like, if you don't have health, you don't have anything. Like, health is wealth, right? And that was, just, that was just something that came to my mind. Like if, if you don't have, if you're sick and you, you can't even perform or do anything, how are you supposed to work? How are you supposed to take care of your family? How are you supposed to take care of your parents? How are you supposed to do, do anything? So that was like one thing that I, um, I was uh, very conscious of was like just being healthy and so that I can give back, but also doing those things for myself in the morning so I can start the day off well. And I've been waking up like, pretty early now and, and, uh, doing things for myself first and then I can get into work and feel good about it. So I'm glad you're healthy. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. Health is number one. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, yeah, I always, I, I know health is number one. Yeah. It's like the number one priority. If you're not taking care of your health, nothing else matters. 
Yeah. Can I can I make a quick point? You, what you asked me earlier was 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 brilliant. Um, what what somebody can do, you know, and and David mentioned something too about thoughts. So when I was here, even prior before prior to coming here a couple months ago, and I saw this beautiful room, I envisioned you know being in a room like this, and I'm like I'm going to start doing some podcasts. So where wherever you know wherever somebody is, you know whether they're in bed and they're depressed. You know, whether they're traveling in New Zealand or they're in uh, surfing in California, it doesn't matter what they're doing and where they are. If we start telling ourselves that our lives are going to be amazing and we can close our eyes or keep them open and we envision a photo and we think certain thoughts, because everything stems from the words we use mm -hmm. and from the pictures we see. And so when I, when, when we see certain things, and we are grateful for our lives, and we are good people, those things will come to fruition. And that's a little bit about what the law of attraction is. Mm. It's not that you're going to sit here and just do nothing, and it's all going to come to you magically. No, you have to do, but it's also how you vibrate. So it's about putting it out there, who you are and what you want. Talk out loud, write it down, journal your thoughts and feelings, and speak to people about it. And eventually, it will come your way. Yeah, because it's all, um, I, I, I totally believe that 100%. It's all energy, right? Everything's energy. So when you, when you talk, when you think, and if you think about it um, for a long time, it, 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 most of the time it will come true, whether you want it to come true or not, I, I think. Mm -hmm. And they say... Um, you don't experience life, you experience what you focus on. So, you know, whatever you're focusing on, whether it be good, bad, whatever, you're you're getting more of that. And that's your experience of life, right? Love it, yeah. for sure. It, yeah. It's kind of like when you see like a car on the road that you like, that you, you, you're not thinking about it, but then all of a sudden like you buy one or something like that, then all of a sudden you start seeing a lot of them on the road because you yeah, start yeah. noticing them, yeah. right? But they've always been there. It's just that you, your attention wasn't really brought to it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's kind of, so I wanted to go back with what you were saying with the law of attraction. That's the same book as Ask and It Is Given. Like uh, it was the pre previous Ask law of attraction. Is that uh, Abraham Hicks? Abraham uh, Hicks, yeah. Brilliant. Ask yeah. and It Is Given. I, I was actually just looking at it the other yeah. day. So when you were talking about it, I was like, yeah, I yeah, literally yeah. was yeah. just looking at this book and now you're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, no, she's, she's, she's amazing. Yeah. Esther's amazing. And, uh, you know, some people say, oh, mumbo jumbo, this and that. But I've read all her stuff and I've listened to her. Yeah, she's good. And I think she's brilliant. And um, she has the process too. I think there's a book that has the whole process. Yeah, she has a lot of books on it. Yeah. And there's like, I was just looking at them all on Audible and uh, Amazon. Cause like it started as uh, called Ask as Given and then it became the law of attraction. And then now it's the law of attraction. It's Isn't that where she's um, talking to, uh, like someone that's not living in the beginning, right? Her and her husband, yeah. Her and her husband in the beginning meet somebody from the outer world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, and then they become kind of like uh, intermediaries. What do you, yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. call it? So she's like typing everything like he's a, saying, like a medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. No, it is seriously. Oh, she, a medium. No, she's talking to something. Yeah, something. And she's writing it all down. She's asking questions and someone's giving her answers. Oh. 
like while she's like in a meditative state. I believe that's what that was. Yeah. Interesting. I think that is the, the that book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody lent it to me as well. Yeah. A couple of years ago, and in the beginning of the book, yes, that's. The and one. I think the guy's name is Abraham. Oh, in if that from that book. Yeah, and her I name's think, Esther. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Jerry actually. Oh, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Esther and Jerry, and yeah. and she calls herself Abraham. Interesting. Something like that, yeah. Oh, you I'll should, take a look at it, yeah, because yeah. it's been coming up now. Like, I've been thinking about it, and, and like, so I saw it, like, I was actually watching uh, Architectural Digest, and uh, there was, um, like, a rapper that was on there. His name's, like, Big Sean. And, like, he's yeah, a I know Big Sean. So he's a big reader. <laughs> but he said that he read that book, and that's when things started to come into place with his career. He read that book in high school. And, like, his plan was to go to university, um, uh, and, like, he had a, a scholarship for playing football to go to university. But he decided, after he read that book, he decided to go into rap. <laughs> and Love he it. became, like, a, a platinum, like, multi-platinum rapper, right? So I was like, sweet. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, very interesting. So tell us a little bit more of what you, what you actually do with relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like people just come to you. Yeah, You're yeah, like the yeah. relationship guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you, a, I'll give you an example. In this, uh, yeah, this wonderful, uh, this wonderful person actually um, gave me a really nice review two days ago. Actually, and how are you getting your clients like to come to you? Like, so, yeah. so at the at this particular juncture, mm -hmm. it is through Instagram, through Facebook, and uh, referrals, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. See. Um. I'll give you an example, and it happens <laughs> many times in, during a week in the last few years. So I would get somebody to reach out after a post or, you know, a quote or something that I post on Instagram or Facebook, and they say, you know, I love your quotes. I wanted to ask you your thoughts on the following. So they would give me a scenario where they've been dating someone for a month or two months or three months, and usually they're women reaching out to me, mm -hmm. and they're asking me if they're making the right decision by staying with them or by detaching from them. So they give me a scenario. And oftentimes, more often than not, what, what has happened is they've attracted men that are not self-loving mm. and don't respect themselves. Therefore, they're not going to respect that the person that they're with. So oftentimes, these men are not asking them about their day. They're, you know, uh, rolling their eyes. They're, their language is very, very abusive. They're basically abusive individuals. And, you know, we talk a little bit about why this is happening. And I tell, I often tell them, you know, in life, it's very, very important to ask questions. Mm -hmm. How did I get here? Why is this person attracted to me? Why am I attracted to this person? Why is this the 11th man in the last three years that I've been attracted to? And they, they all say the same things to me. Why is this happening? So then we talk about what we alluded to earlier, about the fact that they, their internal dialogue, the way they think about themselves, and um, basically they're playing small. So if they're playing small inside, they're attracting small. Mm -hmm. It's about feeling abundant, mm -hmm. and it's about feeling alive, and it's about knowing that you are one in eight billion. If you think about it from that perspective, us three are sitting in this room, we all have our own gifts, we all have our own talents, but we are one in eight billion. So why compare ourselves to other people? So these particular women compare themselves to other women. These particular women 
ask, actually say yes when the man asks them out again and again and again because they're receiving love and they're receiving attention or what they think is love. They're receiving attention and they're receiving, you know, they're, they're, they're basically getting external validation. Well, what's the problem with the external validation is if the validation doesn't come from within and the, and your level of self-worth is not extremely high, you're going to want and need those men to make the comments, to text you. How often in the last month, I've, I can tell you that I've gotten maybe 15 to 20 messages from different women. He hasn't texted me and he said he was going to. <laughs> he hasn't called me and he said he was going to. I feel that What's way. What's wrong with me? I feel that way with Dave. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> they ask me, what, what, they go, what is wrong with me? You know what I tell them? Why hasn't this he is called a, me? This is exactly what I tell them. What's wrong with you? The only problem you have is you thinking you have a problem. That's your problem because mm. there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. The reality is, is if you want somebody to text and they don't, text them once. If they ignore you or don't want anything to do with you, there's another 1.2 million people in our city. Mm. There are so many men out there. There are so many women out there that are for you. We end up chasing people that aren't for us. Why? Because we don't feel whole inside. Mm. That's what it is. And we need that external validation. So many of us do, and we just don't admit it. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people just like they're in a shitty relationship just because they feel like it's easy. You know, I'm like, instead of going out there, putting themselves out there again and meeting new people starting from scratch. But I feel it's like, okay, you're with this person for how many ever years it's better than wasting like 10, 20 years of your life being with this person unhappy. And I feel like that's kind of how it. it was like with like the older generation. You know what I mean? Like, like I even feel like with my, my parents' generation, like the boomers, right? Like they, they, uh, they're so self-dependent on each other that it's hard for them to like be on their own because they're like, well, how am I going to do these things? Like, uh, like, how am I going to cook or how am I going to do these things that like I can't do if I, if I'm with somebody new. Right. But it's like, they would rather just like kind of be unhappy, like be unhappy and just like stick by because it's, it's easier, you know? And I feel like that's, that's pretty shitty. (laughs) Being unhappy comfortably. I feel, I think, I think a lot of people like to be comfortable. And like, they're scared of change, mm-hmm. you know, very, are, very scared of change. We're, we're so many people are scared of the unknown, mm-hmm. but you know, you hear lots of theologians, psychologists, counselors, so many experts talking about how it's within the unknown that magic happens. Mm-hmm. It's within the unknown that you connect to your soul. It's within the unknown that you're going to meet your soulmate. It's within the unknown that you're going to realize that life is a gift and you know our hearts are beating right now mm-hmm. well my heart may not beat tomorrow mm-hmm. so what do i want to do with my time today do i want to stay connected to someone that doesn't give a shit about my happiness why would i want to be with a woman that is not kind warm loving compassionate confident and filled filled with warmth and sensitivity towards herself and me why would i want that the only reason I would want that is if m- me myself is feeling a lack of self-love, lack of self-confidence, is depressed, doesn't know that that feeling of joy, inner peace and true freedom is available to me. Years ago, I didn't know that that existed. I learned through having an amazing mother. I learned through amazing mentors. I learned through getting hit 
by the universe many, many times. I learned a lot of lessons, believe it or not, from my ex-wife that is very intelligent. She used to say certain things to me about playing victim. And I didn't know what she was talking about 20 years ago. Playing victim. I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, what is this crazy person telling me? <laughs> I was the crazy person. I was the one playing victim. I was the, you know, so we, we evolve and we learn, but we have to, we have to be self-aware and understand that mm -hmm. it's us. Yeah. And so if, if somebody's not happy, it's because they are creating that. Yeah. Cause like, I find that if you're not happy yourself, anyone you bring into your life is not going to make you happy because like, um, like someone like your a relationship is not supposed to like the, the person is not their job to make you happy as an individual. Like you should be happy. And then like, they're a supplement to your happiness. What you just said is genius. And this is a really important point. It's kind of touching on it, but I, I have to, I have to, uh, say it for many viewers out there. The, the reality is, is you have to come whole and there's so much that happens when two people get together and there's, you know, it's probably happened to you guys. You'll probably start smiling and it's happened to me. It continues to sometimes if the person's wrong for me, when you start dialoguing with someone on the phone or during, or through a text or in person, when you spend time with that person and then you detach from them after, let's say you spend a whole day with them or a couple hours from them or even two days, and then you detach from them for four or five days you start to feel a little bit of anxiety. Now, why do you feel that anxiety? So people don't ask themselves that question. What is it about my connection to this feeling? What is it about my connection to that person? What is it about their connection to me? Is it right? Is it wrong? Am I feeling anxious because I'm unhealed? Am I feeling anxious because I miss them because I'm kind of going towards love or is this infatuation? So anxiety within the beginning of a relationship says so much about, you know, where you are with yourself. So meeting somebody for the first time and being extremely nervous, why are you nervous? Why are so many men and women attracting the same people over and over again after 20 years? Mm -hmm. Why? Well, they haven't done the inner work. They haven't opened up Esther's book. They haven't sat here and talked to us. They haven't, you know, cultivated a mindset where they're actually bringing, you know, truth to their world and an opportunity to be happy. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And I know this from experience because I lived my life blind so many years and refused to listen to my mom and refused to listen to family members and refused to listen to friends. And I did that because I lived with shame and guilt and, and, you know, just, feeling bad about who I was. Well, that all came from my thoughts. And once my thoughts shifted and I said to myself, wait a minute here, just because I behaved like this 20 years ago or 15 years ago, doesn't mean that I'm not an incredible person. It's about learning how to behave loving and kind towards yourself. Therefore you can emanate that exact same sentiment to the outer world. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of all over the place here. I hope oh. that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you, at what point though in your life? Because you're 47 now. I am. Right? I feel like I'm 30, but I'm 47. <laughs> it just went boop. 40 is the new 30, though. Yeah. I feel like 47 is the new 28. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What age do you think you shift? What made you shift, and how did you shift that mindset? Was there a certain time, or like I don't know, last five, ten years, where 
um, something like just very shift, like shifted a lot for you to actually be who you are now. Like, was there something like an event or something? Yeah, experience? I mean, there was a, there was a lot. <laughs> there were a lot of things that <laughs> happened to me. I went through a lot of people don't know this about me. I went through. Um, you know, uh, getting smacked hard with trusting the wrong people uh, financially. I uh, got hit very, very hard. That shakes somebody up when you're living. Uh, you know, in in in, you're 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 in a relationship with someone that that is not healthy. Eventually, it blows up. You have a business for a few years. Eventually, that blows up. You have a few friends who you think they're your friends. And then that blows up. You have a family, right? A wife with three kids. That, you know, parts ways. I've gone through, you know, uh, losing family members to being homeless to, you know, uh, I, I'm fortunate that I've never disconnected from my children. That, that, that was my main focus uh, ever since I was born was to be the best father I could be. But everything else collapsed mm. so when they talk about rock bottom mm -hmm. i can i can talk about rock bottom for many many hours even days so it doesn't have to be that way mm -hmm. uh but for me it was hard mm -hmm. because what happened is i lived a dishonest life i pretended to feel certain things that i wasn't feeling i pretended to be someone that i wasn't why because I thought that that's what I was supposed to do based on what people said and did to me in my past, based on what people are saying and doing to me today. Well, that doesn't really matter because I might as well not be here. I might as well end my life if I'm going to live for other people. And I remember a, a woman maybe 15 or 20 years ago came to me and said, my parents don't approve of this relationship. And I said to her, look, I'm not advocating you end your life. Okay, I'm, I'm, make, I'm making a bit of a joke, but you might as well not be here. What is the point of you being here and wanting to be with this man, yet you're not because of what your parents or your friends say? Are you living for them or are you living for yourself? So for many years, I lived for other people. Mm. I never lived for me. And eventually, the universe taught me so many lessons and I had to face people I had to look in the mirror. I had to apologize. There's people that I had to apologize and I had to clean myself up. Well, the minute you clean yourself up, where can you go? Where do you go from there? Only straight up. Hmm. You, 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 it's, it's about cleaning yourself up. So, so many people are living in, in so much shame, so much guilt within that they're like, I can't get out of this. I can't get out of this. How do I get out of this? Well, it's about being honest. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with me. So, you know, most of my life, I, I wasn't, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of so many things, even though that I always knew that there were gifts inside of me and I was talented and I loved people. I wanted to see everybody happy. I just didn't know how to kind of connect my true passion and my true essence with doing good. So it, it all evolved and it all became wonderful. And it evolved with you self-teaching yourself with books, courses, mentors. 100%. Yeah. It has to do with mentors. I have, you know, three, two, two amazing mentors in Calgary that are, you know, 20, 30 years older than me. Um, my mother is, is an absolute gem. She's taught me 
I can't, I can't begin to tell you how much she's taught me. I'm sure you guys feel the same about your moms mm -hmm. or hope you do. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's about reading, mm -hmm. educating yourself and, and, and just, you know, understanding that there are people out there in the world that are very, very successful and that are very happy. And it's about tapping into their life and asking yourself, what is it about these individuals that, you know, sustain their, they sustain their happiness and they grow and they expand instead of constrict, you know, their love for self and others and their business and jobs and everything. Well, you know, it's about waking up in the morning. So I naturally wake up at 5, 5.30 in the morning every day. I have a choice. I can sit in bed. I can think. Or I can go swim, something that I love to do. So I go and swim at 6 in the morning this morning. And once you finish that, the sun is out. And it's an incredible day. Well, what, what can you do with your day? So if there's certain things that aren't sitting well with me, or I have questions and inquiries about myself or the world, or maybe a client asked me something and I'm not really sure how to answer him or her, I research it. You know, so it's, it's just about doing. And so many people, and I did this for so many years, we get stuck in here mm. and it, we twirl, we twirl, we twirl. It goes like this. Well, that's not going to get us anywhere. It's actually about doing. So when people are in their heads and they're like, today, I'm so this, I'm so that, I don't know what to do. And they're depressed and they call me and they cry. I say, you know what? Go to your nearest church and go volunteer. Go to a seniors uh, center down the street and go talk to people and smile at them. Mm -hmm. It's amazing when you walk down the street and you start smiling at people. Not only do they smile back, but you can actually change their lives. You can change their vibration. Mm -hmm. And so it's just about doing. Yeah. And for many years, I didn't do. I just was thinking in my head. And that's victim mode, right? When you just think and not do. Yeah. It's like how they say, like, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? So, I mean, like, if you're with around people that are, like, positive and bring you up and, and uh, like, you know, push you to, to do better in the world, then it's like that's what you're going to get. So I feel like it's really important to have good people around you. Um, and then also just, um, yeah, like just having good mentors, I feel like, because like these people have lived longer than you. They've done things that you've probably never even experienced or like they're kind of been through that cycle so they can give you good direction without you having to make that mistake yourself and like learn the hard way. Right. So it's important to learn from other people's mistakes. Um, and then, and having that as a base, but also like those mentors with good intentions. <laughs> for sure. For yeah. Sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to have a conversation about this. Why? Okay. So like, I'm very heavily into self-development progression. Like I, like I, I love it. Right. Why, why do you think people, why, why is there a negative like connotation to, to it? Self-help. Like self-help. Why, why do you think people like... I love it. <laughs> I know, right? But like, you know, there's friends, there's family, yeah. there, your people, you know, there, there's a negative connotation to some people to it. Why do you think that is? Because I, I never understand that. It's like, yeah. why, what, what's so negative about wanting to improve yourself? It's a, it's a really, really, really good question, actually. Yeah, um, I, just have, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. I, I, would, I would assert that the individuals that feel uh, that it's sad or ridiculous or silly, 
those are the individuals that we are alluding to. Those are the mm. people that are, you know, living in fear and haven't worked on themselves. Um, but I'll give you an example. A lot of people that, that today that are considered themselves life coaches, mm -hmm. there are, you know, so many people that ask questions like, what do you mean you're a life coach? Like, what kind of credentials do you have? Where did you study? You know, what, show me, show me, you know, what you've learned. I don't understand. Why are you? Well, the reality is, is that there are so many people nowadays that don't have any type of degrees, mm -hmm. that don't have any accreditation, any credentials, anything. And those individuals, and I can name you 10 of them right now that are very, very famous and very, very wealthy and very positive, loving and well liked. Those individuals, you know, spent time growing within. They spent time um, traveling. They spent time getting mentored. The universe smacked them in the face five million times and they've had so many experiences. Now, when you have experiences of, you know, failing or losing or, you know, mistakes, I don't like the word mistakes. Mm. I believe that it's all, you know, decisions, lessons, lessons yeah. decisions, choices, but those people have come out of that. Mm -hmm. So, where do these books come from? Where do all these things come from? Look at Oprah. She's incredible. Mm -hmm. So many people bash her. Why do they bash her? Why? Because they feel bad that they don't have what she has. They feel bad because she's, you know, on TV and they wish they were. I don't know. I think those people are feeling uh, very insecure. Mm -hmm. I think they're feeling very small. Mm -hmm. And I think they wish they were different. Mm. And in order for them to be different is to do different and think different. And they haven't done that yet. Yeah. They don't want to. <laughs> yeah, they, they haven't done that yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah, they would rather bring you down to their level than to come up to yours, you know? Yeah. And it's and it's like you said, it's it's out of fear. Like they don't want to change because they're comfortable in their state. And, and that thought of change is uh, maybe like uh, overwhelming to them or like they, they don't think that they could probably do it, right? So I feel like it, it comes down to like a, a confidence and also partially like an ego thing as well too. For sure, and you mentioned something earlier that's genius. I can tell you that I have a lot of acquaintances. I know a lot of people within this city and most relationships that I see are based on fear. Mm. So when you said the word overwhelm, it's, it's a huge point. When they think about what it will take to get through this separation, divorce, breakup, however you want to define it, there's going to be a time where they're going to have to face themselves, face the world and feel that pain and, 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 and become whole again or discover who they were before they met this person or discover their whole new identity after the fact. Well, the reality is both of you mentioned this. It's better to spend the next six months to two years in pain instead of the next 50 years suffering. Mm -hmm. But that thought of this is going to be tough keeps people feeling stuck. Mm -hmm. But that's all language because nobody's stuck, right? We're not in quicksand. In our heads, we're like, I feel stuck. What do you mean you feel stuck? You're not stuck. The reality is, is you are full potential. You have the ability to do whatever the hell you want from this moment on. It's about you taking the step to do it. Yeah. That's it. Their mindset, <laughs> their mindset and actions are stuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, there, there, there is no. It is all language, right? Yeah. You can't actually get stuck. You can't actually yeah. 
someone can't actually hold you back, right? You know, like yeah. it's, all, it's all your I think. like 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 two two three days ago, I read something that was really cool. Someone posted this like I uh, I I have to go to the gym this morning. Oh, mm. when they said you should change it to I get to go to the gym this morning. Mm. Like, how many more days do I get to swim? Yeah. Right? I'm 47. How many more days? So if you look at the world from that aspect, obviously, we don't know what happens when we pass, right? Or at least I don't. Mm -hmm. But our physical bodies may not be around anymore. We may go somewhere else. But while we're our soul is in our physical bodies, we might as well take advantage of it and just rejoice in it. Yeah. So... It's just how you how you look at things, right? It's true because I actually posted a, f a post this morning that I, like kind of resonated with me last night while I was just on Instagram, and it's like, this is our biggest mistake to think we look forward to death. Most of death is already gone. Whatever time is past is owned by death. Love it, <laughs> but it's true. Like, you can't live your life, um, like like the big thing for me, like a like kind of like a. Uh, affirmation or mantras like a life i don't want to live a life of regret oh right? yeah i don't want to i don't want to be on my deathbed looking back at my life and saying oh i wish i did this i wish i did that i, I wish i did this at this time i wish i did that um like i wish i did more like i don't i i, I always want to live my life as if it's reverse engineered so that when i'm on that deathbed i'm like oh i i i got to do this or like i did that and like I, like I, I could die um, and feeling fulfilled, right? So I like to 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 live in the future, um, as if, and live the present as if it's going to be the future, right? So that's an excellent perspective, um, and I've done it in the past. Mm -hmm. I don't do it anymore. Actually, I'm I'm living in love, and I just take every opportunity. But I've had conversations with uh, you know individuals from both genders, like oh, I just I don't know I. I was uh, at the mall the other day and I passed this person and I looked at them and they looked at me and I wanted to go say hi, but I didn't because I was thinking, well, what if this, what if that? And I'm like, in two weeks, in two years, in 20 years, you're going to think about that moment. You'd be like, I should have said hi to them. <laughs> okay. I used to think that way, right? So I, I said to myself a few years back, from this moment on, I'm going to take the opportunity. Mm. I'm just going to take the opportunity and do it. As long as I'm kind and respectful and mature towards myself and others, I can start a conversation with somebody and I hope that they would do the same to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's about capturing the moment and understanding that life is a gift and we do only live once and just let's make the best of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think fear-based, like a lot of people live in fear-based and it's all in their head. Right. And that's why they don't do the things for me. I've realized you got to just push through it and, and, um, like there is no failure. If you just, everything's happened for you. And like, if you try, that's why I, I do everything. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I try to yeah, do just it. Go try everything once himself. Yeah. Understand I, it. I, I don't, when someone tells me like anything, I'm like, let me, let me see for myself. Right. Because everyone, ha it's like, I, I take life as like, if you experience your own way, you can't take someone else's ex experience of, and, someone else's judgment of their experience mm. on you because you're not that person. Right. Yeah. So just, yeah, the, I think it's just, you got to try it yourself yeah, to understand it. Yeah. To understand it. But yeah. 
it's like when you watch a movie, like you're like, this movie's great, and someone else watches it, and they're like, this movie sucked. So it's like, and I feel like that's how with so many things in life, yeah. and then they don't try it because they say someone some, else tells them, yeah, and it's like, no, I I, I got to see for my own eyes, yeah. But <laughs> I guess in your own words, like, what does success and happiness mean to you? You got some good questions. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, success and happiness to me. Um, is, you know, first and foremost, being, uh, if you're a parent, to be the best version of yourself, to be the best parent that you can be. You know, we all make mistakes um, as parents. We all say or do things that we think are right at the time. But at, at, at the forefront, at the, it's paramount, you know, when I think about success and happiness, I think about being the best father that I can be. Yeah. Uh, to me, being successful is to be healthy. And to be, um, you know, really, really powerful and strong in your business or in your job. And to just be honest and to, you know, treat yourself with so much love. And in essence, you'll treat other people with a lot of love and respect. To me, that's success and happiness. Um, living in love is understanding that you have, everybody has family. Everybody has friends and the individuals that don't, I always taught my children to be inclusive, include every single person. If you see somebody in the lunchroom crying, include them. You're going to feel so good about life. You're going to bring so much happiness to their soul and then they're going to bring happiness to their soul. And then what's going to happen is they're going to bring happiness to their family and friends. So there's an interconnectedness that we forget about. That we don't really think about because of what you alluded to earlier, our ego. Mm -hmm. So we feel like, okay, this is just my life. I have to like, you know, be scared and live in fear. No, just do what you think about. If you want to give someone a hug, hug them. If you want to connect with people, connect with them. So for me, success and happiness for my personal self is spending time talking to people on the telephone. Mm texting people and helping them, meeting them face-to-face, -face, going for walks with people. I often go for walks and do, let's say, a 90-minute session where they'll ask me a few questions about their relationship or their, their, they talk to me about their thought process and I help them, you know, cultivate a new, create a new thought process and a new way of looking at things. To me, that is success and happiness. I love it. I love seeing somebody going from... You know, living in fear to living in love. To me, that's the greatest joy. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, I would have to agree. When when they, when there's a shift in someone that s sees life through a different lens and they like, I would say, awaken, it, it is it is pretty cool. I've I had, I've, I've had some experience with that too with yeah. with some people. So well, it's like a second life, you know. Yeah, it's like um, for sure. It's fuck. What is that quote? It's like something about like you live twice or something like that. It's like when you the the you live a second life when you realize you only have one, right? So it's like yeah. <laughs> I know like, what quote you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like something yeah, along that yeah, lines yeah. where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's like it's true. A lot of people live as if they're gonna live forever, and then when they and then what happens is like when they start getting older or they're getting close to the death, but they're like fuck. Like, I'm going to die soon. Then they get scared to die. It's like, you're going to die anyways. Like there's, there's only two things that you can't escape is death 
and taxes. Hundred percent. But uh, but um, but the thing is that like you might as well live with this fulfilling life while you're alive now, right? So I don't know. People need to wake up. <laughs> what advice can you give someone uh, that's listening that isn't in a hard place right now? Maybe they're stuck, unhappy, unhappy in a relationship, depressed. Yeah. You know, I remember. Uh, I remember I was in uh, Vancouver a few years back, and I was texting my mom, and I said a few things to her, and she said, "This too shall pass." Mm. And mm. I remember reading the text, going. Uh, yeah, that wasn't very a supportive mom, <laughs> but it was probably the most supportive thing I could have ever heard at that particular time. Mm. You know, for people that are listening, um, it, it's really about understanding that life is a gift, whether you feel it or see it or not. I mean, it is. The universe is working for you. So every single thing that's happened to us brought you know, brought this moment on. So if somebody's feeling stuck in a particular relationship, I would advise them. This is one of the things that I, I'm very, very, very adamant about. And not everybody listens. Most people don't, but I'm extremely adamant about this. It's about journaling your thoughts and feelings every single day, hmm. whether you wake up in the morning or whether you do it prior to bedtime. If you take a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper, which you get a notebook at the dollar store for 99 cents, so there's no excuse, and you journal your thoughts and feelings, well, the very next day or the next week or a year later, you can actually reflect back on the way you were thinking and feeling. And then you can ask yourself questions. What was happening in my life that made me feel this way? Who was I around? What happened 20 years ago with my family? Where's the trauma come from? So journaling thoughts and feelings is huge. I can talk about journaling a gratitude list every day, six to 10 things. I have a million things. We have a million things we could be grateful for, but every single thing stems from self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So journaling your thoughts and feelings, I would tell that person that's huge. And the second, and, and you know, this is, this is for me is know, know that if you put your hand up as high as you can and it reaches infinity, there's no end. So for you to get out of your head and understand that this world is not only a beautiful place and it's filled with mystery and it's all unknown, that to me is the greatest, greatest joy. Ever since I was six or seven years old, five years old, I, used, I always used to think to myself, we don't know where we're going. We don't know where we came from trillions of years ago. Mm -hmm. The fact that we're alive, experiencing this mind, body, spirit, and connecting with each other like we're connecting today, this is fucking cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever you want to do, whether you want to collect sports cards, whether you want to go and uh, sing at your church, whether you want to ride a bike, whether you want to be a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer, or you just want to be a hippie and live in the mountains, do it. <laughs> go do it. Do it with love. Do it with grace. Do it with compassion for yourself and others. Be kind, honest, and respectful and live your life. Do what you want to do. That's what I would tell these individuals. And I would also tell them that if they're stuck in a relationship and they want to get out of that relationship and they don't know how, that there, there, there's, there's, a, there's a way to do it. And that is do what you're not doing. Do the opposite. You know that 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 <laughs> saying, you have a certain thought 
that's negative, you have to replace it with a positive one. Mm-hmm. Well, reach out to a counselor, reach out to a psychologist, you know, go to alexjeppa.com, maybe watch a couple of videos. I don't know, go and connect with someone. Maybe somebody won't connect with me, but they'll connect with their neighbor or a life coach in Australia, anywhere. Like do, but you got to do, you got to do it and get out of your heads and just realize that tomorrow will never be like today. Tomorrow will only be better. Mm-hmm. And if you tell yourself that tomorrow is going to be the greatest day of my life, it's going to be the greatest day of your life. If you tell yourself that today is the shit and it's the best day of your life, it's going to be. So it's how we connect with ourselves and how we think. That's what I would tell that person that f- that's feeling stuck. Bam. Yeah, mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. I, 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 I think we should just end it there. That that was the spot right there. Um, no, that was amazing. Um, yeah. This is yeah. an awesome talk. It's, it's actually funny because I was looking forward to this talk for like weeks. <laughs> me too, me too. And like, uh, I was like, this is going to be a really good episode. Like really, like uh, like the conversation is going to be great. So uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Like, we really appreciate you coming. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> D- did you have any other questions or anything, Dave, before? I had one question. I'm kind of speechless right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one question I had was, what were you not listening to uh, when your mom was giving you advice, but you said that you wouldn't, you didn't listen to your mom. Like, what did she tell you? Listen, with a lot of individuals, uh-huh. it's the way it's being said to them. Uh-huh. So, you know, a lot of people, let's say our age, that aren't connected to their parents the way they want to be, it's because their tone was off, mm-hmm. the way they looked at us. The, there's something about the way they, the message was was said that that you know, makes us feel like we're not cool, mm. makes us feel like we're not enough, makes us feel like we don't deserve to be happy. When it came to my mother's advice, A, I wasn't ready to hear it. Mm. B, I knew that she was right. And C, I lacked so much self-love. Mm. I lacked so much self-worth at the time that I didn't even know how to respond. Mm. So the initial reaction is blame. Mm. The initial reaction is not look in the mirror and figure out what's really wrong with us. The initial reaction is just to, you know, look at the external world like everything's wrong, forgetting the very fact that everything's right Mm -hmm. inside. We're not feeling right. That's wrong. So I guess for me, the, the few years ago, I remember calling her one day and I said, look, mom, I just wanted to let you know. And I, I remember I started crying that she started crying. I just wanted to let you know that for many years I wasn't happy. I, you know, I lashed out. I was this, I was that. I want to let you know that if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't be alive. If it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't be this compassionate, sensitive, wonderful person that I am. You instilled so many things into me. And I, I really had to, you know, get real with myself in order to appreciate everything she said and did because my whole life, she was to me she was flawless Mm -hmm. but i didn't see it until i was ready to see it Mm -hmm. so i don't know if i even answered your (laughs) your question uh, i get a little bit passionate sometimes i kind of go there and i go there no it's awesome no that's good yeah well alex um you know your energy i i can't describe it yeah i guess you got to be here but That's a really good yeah. Energy. When you when you came in, definitely felt your good vibes, good energy. So I really appreciate you coming on here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I guess where can they find you if they? Well, yeah, what's your yeah. website, Instagram? So yeah, so uh, people can go on you know on Facebook, and it's uh, my personal page. It's Alex Jeppa R Z E P A. Jeppa. Yeah. yeah, Alex Jeppa. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, and then you can go to alexjeppa.com. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon I will get some LinkedIn going. I heard that that's the place to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Those uh, those are the places they can get a hold of me, and the people can reach out to me. Um, and uh, what's your IG handle? Or your Instagram handle? Uh, I think it's Alex Jeppa. Okay. R yeah. R Z E P. We'll get yeah. the um, yeah 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 we'll the editor to, to to do it. A, on there. Put, yeah, and my email right address yeah. I'm really proud of, yeah. even though uh, one of my business partners and a couple people make fun of me for it. But uh, every time I call Shaw or NMAX or TELUS and, you know, I'm dealing with whatever, and they're like, we'll email this. What's your email? So my email address is enjoyitorleaveit at yeah. gmail.com. So I, picked, I, picked, <laughs> I saw that. I, saw I picked enjoyitorleaveit at gmail.com because so many people, you know, in the last few years have been asking me what they should do mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the relationship they're in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you happy in the relationship? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, do you want to leave the relationship? They're like, yeah. I said, okay. So you should leave the relationship. Would you like me to teach you how to do that? And they're like, yeah, I need help. So if you're not enjoying it, fucking leave it. (laughs) So enjoy it or leave it at (laughs) gmail.com. That should be your slogan. Enjoy it or enjoy it or leave it i like that yeah that's really good for marketing actually yeah. i feel like i like that should have got a shirt made right there for Al- you. alex jeppa enjoy yeah, it or leave it, it. you the- know what i like that i think yeah. i might get a shirt made yeah because when someone like when when you hear that they're gonna be like what does that mean <laughs> you know? no it's true you, you don't like your business close it and open another one yeah. you don't like your job enjoy yeah. it or leave it yeah. like what goes with everything yeah. it, i like it i like yeah. it i didn't even think of it it sparks really good like curiosity it's a conversation starter, like a little icebreaker. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Trademark it. Trademark it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Enjoy oh. it. Then I'm going to say that to, to people now. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll do that on a, a real estate transaction. Yeah. <laughs> be like, here's the offer. Enjoy it or leave it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> or when someone's complaining about their deal, yeah. enjoy real estate or leave it. Yeah, you know. You know, what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. good, man. Well, All right, thank cool, you man. so much. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you both. It was awesome.